Hello and welcome to another episode, a long-awaited episode of Never Go Full Nelson. Um, this is season four, episode seven. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Nelson, and joined per usual with my father, Ben Nelson. How's it Hello. going, dude? How's it going? Dude, what's going on? How you doing? Hey! Hey! Like there I said, is. just there uh, there's, navigating there's life. A call back. Navigating, navigating life. life. That, that's the whole deal, buddy. It ain't the destination, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. But, you know, your whole life, you're, well, even in your youth, you're like, oh, when I get older, and then it's, oh, when I when I get this job, or when I make this money, or when I do this, and yeah. it's just, yeah. you know, it's hard. I don't know if I ever told you this, because you had, you had said something to me about, you know, uh, you'd ask me a question about, you know, success, and this and that, and about what i considered it to be and it was a good question and it made me thought and i did think i i think only one time in my life did i really ever take the time to really kind of contemplate what my goal was hmm. and it was a long time ago it was i was still working for my dad and i here's it here, this is how simple it was i said uh, i picture i even kind of visualized it i didn't do it on purpose i was just really this is what I wanted to be, where I wanted to be at. Yeah. I said, yeah, I'll have it as soon as I can grow a mustache. <laughs> right? That's how young I was. Mustache, I want a boat and a Jeep. I'll be all, and I'm all cool. I'll be all set. Yeah. I'll, I'll have made it. I'll have made it. So, I mean, I mean but, your, but that's the only time. Set. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's something, I guess, but I, 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 that's the only time I can remember, you know, taking the time and shame on me because I do think you should take the time to think about things like that. But you know me, I mean, I've, I've just been nose to the grindstone, just busy hacking it out, you know, showing up, you know, so to speak. And, and well, I think what it comes down to when it, you know, just so our audience knows, like I, I had on, on facebook poised the the question you know wh what what is success to to you and uh, meaning like the people that i'm friends with on facebook and you know like i didn't want to hear any fucking you know birthday card bullshit of what success yeah, is platitudes right yeah yeah i just yeah. I, I i was kind of curious because i you know no matter the things i accomplish in life no matter the the goals i make and no matter the things that I do, I still don't feel successful. And it was bothering me. And I didn't know, and I know it's me personally, what my views of success are. And, you know, we had a phone conversation and like, you know, I kind of spoke about it a little bit, you know, cause I always viewed you as successful, as successful, but living up to, you know, the standards of the things that you've accomplished is pretty kind of hard it's a little difficult with the things that you've done and i i've just i was curious if everybody felt that way and then that's what got us in the conversation of it you know yeah i and and uh like i said i thank you for for asking that question on there a lot, a lot of times when i see people pose these facebook questions mm -hmm. they're just stupid stuff to get people talking but i could tell by yours that you were really searching you were yeah. like, you know, hey, look, what is it to you? You know, you were you were actually wanting to know what how people define that in their lives and whether they thought they got there. And I think it's a really, really good question. Um, and and uh, and I don't I I guess it depends on your situation you're in or whatever. But and I started talking about it or thinking about it further after I got off the phone with you after that. And I think it is true that that um, I think I, you and I talked about, you know, even in me, with me in my situation, anybody who might, you know, and I don't feel that way. I don't really have that sense of success. I just feel I feel good about my position in life and stuff. But I don't really, I wouldn't, I don't. It's called more contentment or something like that, maybe. And maybe that's the same thing. I I don't know, but. I, well, I really, it, it's success, striving for success almost seems obscene a little bit. It and does. I, and I, I was thinking about that too, because I was like, you know, animals, 
don't have a, a view of success. They just, they live day to day. They're in the moment, you know, and they, they strive for survival. And I guess that's yeah. what would be successful for animals. But when yeah, you think about finding, humans, finding a breeding mate, yeah, a yeah, little oh, lion cubs. But the, dude, they don't, I don't think they think about it as like that. When do you think humans started like obsessing over the idea of success? When do you think that started in our history? And why? I, I kind of think it has to do with money, you know, whenever, um, money and and accumulation of things maybe um and i don't think the guy or or it could have been as simple as some guy being hey i want to be the fire guy i want to be the guy who's the tender of the fire yeah. and finally he's given the job of tender and fire and he's like yes i deserve that you know and i've i've made it i've become or maybe it's about ambition of some sort maybe i guess i don't know um but it, it can be I don't know, the search for success, you see it ruin more people, I think, than make more people more human, hmm. it seems like to me. Yeah. It seems like that search for success, you know, how, how many Elon Musk did that, did that create? Jesus yeah. Christ, that's what, that's what we fucking need. Humanity needs a few more of those fuckers. Um, no, I'm, no, they don't. Um, but, but the people who I see as successful people like Carl Sagan, they probably never even looked at themselves like that. They were just being them. They were just, con I well, think. I mean, I think Carl Sagan, you know, and I know we talk about him a lot on this show, but I think he was just, I think he was really guided to the principles, the genuine principles of science, which was and, the yeah. furthering the, you know, the progress of humanity and in a positive way, not in a negative, you know, just a financial way, but like sustaining us as a human race, you know? In the, in the yeah. Life. And maybe Nick, maybe it ties into a sense of purpose too, because he had a sense of purpose. He wanted to educate, inform, yeah. educate and inform people and, and push back against superstition and, uh, the, those other types of things. And, he saw humanity going in the direction. I mean, and and he was that guy pushing that rock up the hill, buddy, because it that's a lot. And yeah. but he 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 took it on. And I he may you know what? He may have considered himself on his death as he saw humanity getting more superstitious and people not embracing more religion and not be, he may have seen himself as a complete fucking failure. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? He very easily could by setting his sights so high to that was it, but but he wasn't. Good lord. I mean, to people like me and you, he's like not everything to us, but he's like our bellwether, man. I mean, he's the thing well, that we kind well, yeah. of aspire I mean, he, to he, be like. He was in both well, I think it's it's close to to say too. He was generational for us too. I mean, I he was still alive when I was a child, so I got to watch him on TV and stuff like that uh, up into the 90s before he died. And then, you know, like, obviously, you had read several of his books. And, you know, and, they and were, watched that series Cosmos. Yeah, Cosmos, the, man. That was, that was an awesome show. But, you know, like, even looking back to, like, you know, because I, I, I did look into a little bit with humans, you know. But if you go as far back to even Socrates and what his ideas of success versus what to achieve with success. And I think, you know, like apparently he believed that the most important thing was how we ought to live in the pursuit of universal definitions of ethical matters. Right. Right. And he emphasized the importance of questioning and testing the foundations, connections and coherence of knowledge and wisdom. But then when asked about success, he goes on this, there's this like long story that they talk about with him talking to a pupil, you know, and, Socrates asked, you know, what do you, what do you want the most when your head is in water? And the young man replied, air. And Socrates said, that is the secret to success. When you want success so badly as you wanted the air while you were in the water, then you will get it. There is no other secret. But that kind of, that kind of goes against these, his other beliefs. So I don't know if he's saying that as like a, as like, that's what his opinion on what some people that succeed, you know, greatly in life do, or if, if that was his genuine belief on what success was, you know? Yeah. I, and, and that kind of brings to mind too, how you can break down success as these 
individual moments in time. Well, that's why I saw that, a lot of people making the suggestion on what having small successes through life, not yeah, big yeah, one, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's like when you set a goal, you know, you can be successful at doing anything. Hey, I wanted to fix, you know, my calculator broke, and you know, I took it apart, put it back together, and I, I did it. Yeah, success. So. Uh, but, but if you, if, if some people succeed goal, running if, marathons, you know, oh yeah. Uh, or if your goal in life is to succeed in life, th- I think that that's a way broader definition. You know, like I told you the things that we acquire in life, things, money, jobs can, can disappear in heartbeat. So we can be floating along, you know, you know, again, the, the rich people of the world can be Floating along, then all of a sudden, it's just taken away from them. You know, yeah. Somebody sues them. Something happens. You know, or you know, they croak. Off you go. Were you were you a success at life? Um, well, I think back I, to Neil's. I, ex, ex, not to interrupt you, but you know, sure. Neil's ex, Megan, her father, right? Which you know, you have <laughs> certain things to say about when it comes to him. And you know, <laughs> one thing he was you know, that was not arguable was he was financially successful. Now how he attained that success, you know, may or may not be morally, you know, twisted, but he was financially successful. But in the end, he died in his, what, mid sixties from pancreatic cancer that he had no idea he had. Right. And before he died, um, he had this sense of not being finished or completed. So he still didn't even feel like he succeeded in life because it was ending yeah. quickly for him. Yeah. And it, you know, and that's a good point because it's like, um, you know, when you, when you, when you don't finish, the, if you don't feel like you finished the race in, in, in that, then you're not a success in your own mind. Yeah. So that brings about the point of maybe it's frame of mind. Um, this one, Dr. Fordyce, this guy, I took this class that was, was literally a psychology class on happiness and what it was, uh, how you get there, how do you become a happy person, what are the, what are the things. And what he did was study um, the 13, 14, 15 things that uh, happy people do, their, their habits of happy people. And the reason he did that is that his theory was is that if you do the things that happy people do, if you adopt all those things, you will be happy and content and successful as a human being. If your goal in life, as as Democritus says, mm-hmm. the only goal in life is happiness. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so, whatever you do to that goal to be content, content and happy, good. Uh, and what, what was this saying? Uh, uh, life without happiness is a long road without an end. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's, a, it's a journey to friggin' nowhere. You know, it's just a grueling march. To, with no goal in sight. And so I think that enjoying those moments and, and breaking things down to where, okay, we're going to do this and that, and then done. And, and you, you've, I think, breaking it down into little, little pieces. I mean, it's like maybe a real crude way to look at it is to, uh, what was it? How do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One piece at a time, man. Yeah, but I think going back to the idea of happiness too, it's almost as fleeting as success is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, how many truly happy people do you really know? I I don't know a lot. You know what I mean? And like, like, you know, when you break happiness down as just a chemical response, which is a dopamine button in your brain, right? Doing something that gives you that moment of dopamine. But, you know, most, you know, I, I don't remember who it was that said it, but they were speaking about happiness. And there's no such thing as continuous, genuine happiness, right? Happiness is, uh, true happiness, what they said was more a, like you said, a general contentness with with moments of happiness sprinkled through it. You know what I mean? And then being able to reflect on those moments and bringing you happiness again. But the same thing can be said about negative shit too, (laughs) you know? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we all fight that. Uh, there's that negative bias that we all fight because uh, we all know that it takes 20 uh, good feelings, 20 happy events to equal one 
Yeah, mediocre like, bad thing. Yeah, it's it, like a credit card the company. Smallest, <laughs> the smallest little fucking thing can ruin. You could be having a blast, you enjoy in the park and this and that, and then step in dog shit and you're like, motherfucker, my other. You know what? You know no, what I always yeah, think was, back to. It was just one thing, man. Yeah, you had a you had a wonderful day. You know. You know, I've always every time I get shitty, and especially when I'm driving and stuff, I try to th- remember. Remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie. Do you ever you watch that? Mm-hmm. His dad mm-hmm. is driving home from the city, right? This big long commute from Chicago back to their suburbs, right? And he's behind this old lady, right? And you can tell he had a very long day and he's been fucking working. He's on his commute, driving back from Chicago. He's behind this old lady while his son's running home to beat him home, right? And the lady's like swerving all over the road. And you can tell he's like wanting to get angry, but he just doesn't. And then when he goes to pass her, he looks at her. He's like kind of angry and he just kind of smiles and waves at her and just keeps going. And I, and I just remember thinking like, holy shit, I wish, God, I wish I could just wake up one day. And that was how I like fucking reacted to shit versus my normal reaction, which is, Get out of the fucking road, you old fucking bag, you know? <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And and you know it's a, it's an it's an active decision that you make to either be fucking pissed off. Yeah. I mean, you know, in in uh what was it they, they were saying somebody was saying that, you know, j- if you observe the mood and not the reason you did it, then you can kind of go like, well, what the fuck is that accomplishing? Uh, it's didn't, it's didn't make anything go away that happened before to maybe yeah. get, allow me to get like this. Um, I'm reminded of, I have to tell you about this incident and it's this, these little things that I think keep me going, uh, went to home Depot. There's a fun trip. It wasn't, it's really easy to get all frustrated and yeah. home Depot. There's nobody to help you. You walk around all over the friggin' place, gigantic place looking for a w- little friggin' thing and you're like what the you know there's nobody can tell you there's no guides there's no nothing you think by now there'd be an app that would be like it's over there you know and it guides or you to they would GPS. just do what lowe's does which lowe's is very helpful when yeah you're lowe's is far superior sorry home depot it, it, it really is. is and so i by the time i got done i and then i went out to and i just went out the back door because where i parked out to the uh where they got the plants and shit you know the garden mm-hmm. center because I got some gutter guttering and stuff like this. Might I add, you've always done that. Good. Even when Kmart was a thing, you would go out the little (laughs) section of Kmart of the garden center and check out that way. Yeah. You've always done that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's the closest way outside, right? (laughs) Uh, So, so anyway, so I, I, and I was standing there and this, the, the person checking me out, checking, doing the checkout, she was just hapless. I, she had to have been just started or something. And, and I won't go through that whole story of what she was going through, but trying, she couldn't find the price tag on the thing. And I was pointing it out to her and then she rang everything up and then she missed somehow in the pile of four things that I put there. She, she only put three of them on and then she picked the other thing up afterwards after I paid and went, Oh, is this yours too? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but I had the whole time I was watching this guy who was even older than me. This guy was like, had to have been 95 plus. Mm-hmm. And he had he had pushed somehow put a forty pound bag of cement on the bottom of his regular uh, cart, a big bag of gravel, a couple of have really heavy things, and he came back up as she was diddling with my stuff, and she and she he says, and he was really nice. He just kind of went, you know, hey, you know, uh, did you did you call for somebody to help load this in my car? And she goes, yes, sir. I've, you know, she was like impatient. She's like, yes, sir. I've called for somebody. And I thought that goes, you know, that that's just not going to happen. No. And so, and I'm in a hurry as always, mm-hmm. but I saw he's pulled out there and he kind of walked out there and he was kind of diddling with the carpet in the back of his car. I just, I just walked up there to him and I, and I, I, it cost me, Nick, it cost me nothing. Yeah. And I, and go, you weren't, you didn't have I a go, camera there filming your good deed so it's not like no I you're getting it for social media likes like no all of it was it was butts, it was you know? because i saw i saw me in him yeah. right i mean I, it, which is the way you supposed to do with your fellow man male female old young whatever you've got to see yourself in them because you are yeah and and so i said to him and uh i said i said hey man i said uh 
Yeah. Can I help? Would you, and I didn't ask me if I want help. I said, would you let me help, help you with that? Can I help you with that, please? Yeah. And he goes, oh, there's somebody coming. I go, I don't think there is. <laughs> I said, I, you've shopped here before, haven't you? And he kind of laughed and said, yeah. And that, I'm telling you, this moment stands out. This is those little moments like that stand out for me. Just that experience yeah. more so than I got a contract for this or I got that or somebody gave me some money. No, it was this moment, that interaction with him. Because I went over there and got the thing, and he goes, "I bet you're you're young enough to be my son." And I go, "How fucking old are you, man?" Uh, and he started laughing, and he says, "I'm 95." Damn. And I'm like, "Well, shit, I am young enough to be yours. I'm I'm 69." He says, "Oh, you could be." I said, "He says." And so we start having this conversation as I'm loading stuff in there. He said, "Well, at 69 years old, I could load that stuff too." Yeah. I said, "Well, I bet you could." I said, "But it's my pleasure to do it for you. My turn now, man." Yeah, and so I I started loading stuff up in there, and and we started talking about our kids and what they were doing and this and that, and it was just this brief moment in time, this precious connection with another human being, and and I think I'll remember that forever. Yeah, I, isn't that funny? That's yeah, weird. I don't know that guy. I'll never see that guy again. It, but that that but moment, it obviously had a very profound effect on you. you know, so, the dude, take take the time, right? Oh. You take the time. That shit's free. It's free. You go get those things, and you know, you talk about uh, building your resume as a human being. That's fucking success, right there, buddy. When you can help your yeah. fellow man, and and he goes home, and what's the story he's going to tell? I'm I'm yeah. at this really. In, Good guy, and I, you know, we had this conversation. He's—I bet he's having the same experience as me, instead of you oh, know some guy hope so, throwing yeah. shit in his car. Yeah, anyway, exactly. So, no, so I think that that—I think maybe it's the scope of what we, what's important to you, and what your goal is, right? I—I—I I, I don't know. Well, I mean, right now have, you, have your humanitarian is, goals, you know. Yeah, I mean, and right now, I mean, I bet you, and I bet you, if you, maybe when you start thinking about it you pay attention in your life. And there are some little moments like that where you teach somebody in your shop how to do something. Yeah. You didn't have to, but you show them, you help somebody do something with this. You help somebody do some of that. That, that stuff's gold, man. Yeah. That's know. what I saw. Uh, this guy that I know, William, um, he commented on one of the, the, he was one of the people commented on there and it reminded me of one of the things you said when we were on the phone, which was that, uh, his, his moments and success now, because this is a guy who lost both of his sons. Uh, one to suicide, the other to drugs. And they're both his kids are my, he's, he's, he's a little younger than you, but his kids were a little younger than me. Also, they were like, and they'd probably be in their thirties now. I'm in my forties. You know, he's probably 10 years younger than you. Um, but, uh, he, you know, he's, he always thought he was like a really cool dude. Um, and that's what he says, you know, he, he finds success now and like, you know, mentoring young, young adults and being, you know, give, trying to give them things that he would have liked to hear, you know, hear when he was, you know, now whether or not people listen to your advice, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully you're in a position when you are trying to mentor people where not only do you have good advice to give, but you know, uh, people are, people trust your wisdom, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you know what I mean? You don't have to, you know, try to change their life by telling them how to, buy stocks or, you know, it's just, yeah. it's simpler than that. It's just an act of maybe the act of random kindness thing. Maybe it's just that. Yeah. Um, and, and I have had the opportunity to, you know, these, uh, these young people come to work for us sometimes and I don't judge them by the way they look or anything like that. And maybe for the first time in their life. Right. Yeah. Some guy, some young man comes up here. I had a guy, who had obviously spent some time in prison. Uh, he, he had, uh, he had the tattoos that kind of showed it, not just tattoos, but yeah. you know, prisonish tattoos. Yeah. I mean, I have tattoos, uh, but you know, like, but yeah, they don't say like, you know, only yeah, God can the, judge me with a teardrop on my eye. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I, I kind of squared up with him and just told him, you know, I said, look, I said, uh, this isn't a place where there's nobody here is going to, 
square off on you and pick anybody or pick on you or or bully you or anything like that. I said, not that you need to worry about that. I said, but it's not any place I'm going to put up with it from anybody. Yeah. I said, I didn't put up with it from me. Yeah. I said, so you're going to get nothing but a square deal from this. And I said, if you mess up, I'm going to talk to you about it. And if you do good, I'm going to talk to you about it. So yeah. anyway, he lasted with us about two years. And he was, he was trying to turn it, desperately turn his life around. I may have told you a story before. And he, uh, it was kind of, I don't, I don't mean to refer to somebody as a project, but he became kind of a, a special kind of thing for me because I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to do anything other than to, to give him a chance, Yeah, you know, that, that clearly nobody had ever, you looked at the guy, he looks friggin' mean as shit. Yeah. His teeth, teeth were all rotted out, which Ooh. you probably know what that means. And yes. there, and so I started looking around, not only could it mean that he would have been on drugs or meth or whatever. Uh, and he's a big, big guy. Yeah, six, two had to weigh two fifty. He was, he was fierce. Mm -hmm. uh, just angry, angry all the time. And, but he was continually taking so it. It sounds like you're talking about me. I'm six, no, six, two, two, you've got great teeth. You've got great teeth and you've never been to prison. Hardcore no, I haven't. Prison, okay? I haven't. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, so listen, um, this guy, this is, I think it's interesting. And when it comes to that kind of thing. And so I just kind of said, you know, I got shit going on too, but I said, I see something in this guy. Yeah. And I'm wondering why are he, why is he so pissed, you know? And so and he would, he would lose his temper and stuff. And I put him with the right group of people that I knew that they wouldn't, you know, just burst into flames. Um, I put them with people that could handle it. Mm -hmm. And so finally I, it was his teeth. His, he was in fucking agony all the time. He had, because you don't have rotten teeth without them having no feeling in them. Yeah, no until They just come out of your head. Uh -huh. And so, and they would get infected and because he had little or no money uh, after being in jail for so long and they didn't do anything for him in there, you're supposed to, you're, the state's supposed to give you dental care and health care. Mm -hmm. And they're, and everybody says, no, well, they don't deserve that. Fuck you, man. They're human beings. They deserve yeah. fucking basic health care. And you got to let that person be in pain. You know, are you gonna let them starve too? Come no, on. No, I mean it goes, it goes, it goes down to which we can have a whole another conversation about. You know, vengeance yeah. versus fucking justice, right? Yeah, just put a bullet in them or something. Why don't you? If you want vengeance, what the fuck? What the? You know, I mean. So, but anyway, so I said to him, I said, well, and, and so I did some research, and the biggest one of the biggest indicators of uh, of being really poor is bad dental care, bad teeth. Yeah. You can you can generally look at somebody's teeth and say they they they've got nothing. Only middle class people and people with good genes or rich people have you, nice teeth. Good point. Good or good genes too, yeah. And so I was um, blessed with good genes, so I have strong teeth. I, I asked him, I said, <laughs> uh I asked him, I said, I said, why, why don't you get your he says, I I said, I really need to because all he could do and this was, I read this, I had read this already. All people can do, everybody goes, oh, but there's places they can do that. No, there's not. Mm -mm. When your teeth get really bad like that, none of these charity places, none of them will do uh, this for you. I got a, my, my guy that works on my truck for me, uh, Brian, he has to have all of his teeth done. And he said it was going to cost 40 grand and you can tell it's really weighing on him. He doesn't have money. And they want it in front. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do it. And then you pay a payment plan. Fuck that. They're not going to do it. No, they ain't doing Dennis that. wanted up front. So here's the wrap up. Uh, so he told me that and I, I looked it up and I said, wow, that's true. There's no fucking help for it. And so I told him, I said, I said, what are you looking to do? He said, I, I just need them all pulled out and then dentures. That's what, that's what, it, there's nothing to be done. Yeah. It's but I can't get anybody to do that. Yep. And it's expensive. Tooth, and tooth, I forget I've what had it was. tooth extraction. It's two fifty. It was then. I don't know. Probably more now. Yeah, and then a set of dentures, a good denture, or well, decent dentures, but they're not out of wood or something. Yeah, a couple thousand so, bucks. Oh no! I mean, I think that the the oral surgeon between the oral surgeon and the dentures, it was like ten grand. It was like ten grand, and he had no. There's no way he was ever, ever, ever. He was going to die. Because he kept getting sepsis and he'd end up in an emergency room. Mm -hmm. They put him in antibiotics. 
they would make the infection go away and they give them Tylenol, off you go. Yeah, he bye. must have done that a hundred times. And so finally I said, here's what I'm going to do. I said, I, I'll make this offer to you. I said, I'm going to make this investment in you. I said, I'm going to, if you go around, I'm going to give you four days off. Your job is to go find the best person, someone who will do this for you and get the best price, who's a good doctor. I want you to bring that information back to me. We'll look at it. And then I'll write you a check. I'll write a check to that guy and we'll get this done. And then you can pay me back. What can you pay me back? Yeah. I can pay you back half my paycheck. I go, no, no. Yeah, well, let's be realistic here. Be, be realistic. <laughs> yeah. So it, was, it ended up being like $100 a week, which was a lot for mm -hmm. him. And I was like, okay. And so he did it. He was gone for three days. He comes back. Here it is. Here's all the information. He, you know, and if he would have failed at that, I'd have been like, oh, fuck it. You, yeah, exactly. you got to do that. I'm not going to do it for you. But he did that. And so. Well, fuck yeah, he did it because uh, he wanted his teeth fucking fixed. Yeah, that's how bad it was, man. Yeah. And so anyway, he got that done, Nick. And it changed his fucking life. He came to work and he it's giving me chill bumps right now. He was smiling. He had a smile on his face. His his heart changed. It it his health changed. He had he was no more pale, pallor, angry looking. No. He had his blood his blood was better because he didn't have that infection in him. His 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 outlook on life. Did he pay he you could back? look at people. He could look at yes. He did? He paid me back everything, but I think two thousand dollars. And he was on his way. Uh, he stuck with me about that took him like years yeah. to get up that far. And then he was like, Hey, I'm getting married to this girl and I'm gonna I have to move up with so and so, but all of a sudden I go, No, my wedding gift to you. Hmm. Go. Go do go do something good. Well, maybe he'll right? turn around and take that as a opportunity to do it to somebody else too you know who who knows who knows man but that's that you know i mean that and that's Ina. that was just i kind of did it for him but i did it for me too right well that's what they say uh, no 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 good deed is there there's there's a selfless good deed or some shit like that i don't know what the exact fucking nomenclature is but you know there's like a quote that says you know basically you know even if you're doing stuff it's still to help other people. You're doing it because you feel good from doing it. So there's no such thing as a selfish. Well, yeah. And I think, I really think that selfless. it isn't, it, it, there, there's no self. I don't think there's many selfishness. And I think there's a genuine connection between, I can't let, I wouldn't want to be like that. I would want somebody to help me. Right? Yeah. And so I'm kind of helping myself. Right. I mean, because, you know, I see myself in that position, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's called so. fucking empathy. You know, a lot of people, yeah, I don't think people realize how many psychopaths are out there, which I'm, I use the phrase as like genuine, like and completely incapable of empathy or, you know, which is just basically under being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understanding yeah. what that would feel like, you know? I Well, and there's probably spectrums of that too, right? I imagine so. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, every, you know, from what I know about it, which I'm not a fucking specialist on it, but I, I have. I have friends that I've had to cut out of my life uh, due to them being sociopaths or having narcissistic, you know, uh, conditions, which, you know, from what I know, everybody has the ability to have narcissistic, um, whatever it's called, uh, moments in their lives where, you know, it's a part of human nature to have, you know, selfish moments because it's a part of self-preservation and it's a part of uh, protecting yourself and yada, yada. Um, but true sociopaths slash narcissists slash even psychopaths who are just like the extreme version of that, um, are completely incapable of the, that m being able to do that. Like genuinely of incapable. The, yeah. Speaking of those kind of people, have you seen that new squid game game, the actual game squid game? Yeah. My wife, not the movie, not the movie. Yeah. No, my wife was watching it and I, I think it's bits and pieces of it. Fucking sickening. It's pretty gross, I, man. It, it's pretty gross. It disgusts me, man. And you, you, uh, those, those the four groups of people you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, you know, it makes you well wonder. It, they're well represented, man. It makes you wonder. You know, circumstance versus you know circumstance, financial circumstance versus actual 
shitty humaning, right? Like, com- yeah. you know, it's one thing being competitive, right? Um, but yeah. what is what is pushing these people to 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 be like this in the first place? And the reality is, is this TV show is capitalizing off of the suffering, financial suffering of these people pushing them to be terrible human beings to each other to try and make their life fucking better financially. Like that's the reality, you know? And so it's like, you know, what, what, what's going on in these people's lives that, that because no amount of money is that important to me. And that's why I don't think I'm like, I I could see, I see it. I, I am smart enough to where I could have spent the last 25 years of my life legitimately taking advantage of people and making mm. lots of money doing it. I could have yeah. done that. There was yeah. a time in my life when my late teens and early 20s hit, I understood the idea of that. I got it. I was like, wow, I, I could do this. I could be very successful at using people. And you know, there might have been times in my life where I had done what I had to do to to survive but i would i didn't make a career out of being a a complete piece of shit you know and i saw that that i could do this i could i could do this and then the second that i thought that the the follow-up emotion was but i could never do this i could never live with myself being that kind of a human to where i've just spent my whole life you know where you watch these fucking people and these cult leaders and shit like that just ruin fucking people's lives financially emotionally and just ruin them as human beings traumatize them to the extent to where it it some piece some of these people never recover some people kill themselves after this shit and yeah. these people just feel fine they feel fine they feel like 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 oh well this was owed to me this yeah, this was yeah. my birthright and it was fucking owed to me and i'm i'm jesus the, christ and coming you they know make the math work in their head I mean, they, they're like, oh, they make it okay. And it's like, I think that, you know, maybe as human beings, we all have the ability to, you know, periodically turn a shit sandwich into something a little better, you know, make ourselves feel, eh, you know, it, as we look in the mirror, especially me, I look in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I don't look so bad as long as I don't turn sideways, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, that's not so, yeah, but I think that we, we all delude ourselves a little bit it, it's necessary to kind of to get through or something like that well not um, me i mean just, I've just, made a, a just a, maybe just a bit to to uh, well there's bit. i think there's two extremes there's there's people that that do um you know i have a it's funny because i have a twin and you know we're different in that sense you know there are people that can you know and i'm not saying he's one of these people just, but there are differences stark differences between him and i you know, but uh, uh, there are some people that are are pretty good at sugarcoating stuff versus, yeah. um, you know, maybe taking a step back and reflecting a little bit on their choices. And you know, these are people that kind of think yeah. that everything in the world is happening to them and, and and whatever. And then there are are some people like myself who does the complete opposite of that, which is I'm probably too hard on myself t- sometimes with the guilt that I feel throughout life and the decisions that I've made. No, I think so. I think I, there's I, a I happy you, medium. Yeah, I think you, know? you are. So. Yeah, and I, you know, you know, something uh, Lori always points it out to me too is, you know, I do, I do a similar thing is that right away I, I uh, if I see somebody, you know, in a bad mood or something, I'm like, I, did I say something? To, yeah. you know, is that me? I think it's me. You know, maybe it is, yeah. but I mean, I mean, I I'm always checking out. I'm always checking out. Oh, shit, was that too harsh? You know, we we had our Christmas thing, our our Nelson Christmas, which was the which was a blast, but mm-hmm. uh, as usual, when the, with the kids, the grandkids and stuff, I came on a little harsh every once in a while because <laughs> that's me. That's I, what grandparents know, are supposed to I, do. I kept checking in with with you and Neil, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm sorry, man." It's, and you guys were like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes when kids get together, they start acting like fucking baboons and they forget everything. I gotta been tell taught, you, you know? it's it's really interesting, isn't it? Though, kind of because. Both those kids, when they're around me, I don't know about around you, but they're by themselves. Fucking no problem, man. They're yeah. interesting. They're smart. <laughs> they're 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 they they seem relatively compassionate, and and boy, they get together. Lex Luthor, buddy. Yeah, no, no. Lex no, no. I, there was a couple of times where, 
I mean, I love my kid. I, I absolutely adore Ronan. I love him to death. But oh, you know, don't, I, I don't, do don't, don't, don't think that I won't fucking football punt him. You know what I mean? Because I will. <laughs> I'll pick him up like a football and give him a good drop kick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, did I tell you? I told you a story about uh, Sean. Poor Sean going up there trying to get him to get quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. poor guy. And he was like, I'm telling you, Nick, he was like this. He's, He's begging and pleading. I'm guy. telling you. He was please. like this. He had his hands like this. And he was, they were in the theater, the movie theater. Uh-huh. And he was like, please, guys, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> and both of them were like this. Like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I was like so pissed when I saw that. And he's like, I'm begging you. Just give 40 fucking minutes. Just give me 40 minutes. 40 minutes of quiet so that Samantha can take a nap. Please give it to me. Savannah, yeah. And of course, I. I grabbed Shannon, uh, Sean by the shoulder. I said, I got this, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, anyway, I, I, but anyway, but it's something else. But Also at the same but, time. But I felt guilt. Well, my point was that I felt guilt. Yeah. I, it felt, I felt afterwards I was like, a little bit, not, not immediately, but a little while later, I'm like, ah, they're going to fucking hate me now. Yeah, well. And then a little Ronan comes up, a half hour later, and comes up, I love you, Grandpa, puts his arms around me. <laughs> He's they're looking. Kid. I think they're kind of looking for discipline. You know, I don't know. No, they need it. I, I, mean, I, 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 you know, I, I try to give a combination of of what I feel like is some. I have a line. I have a line that yes, that that you just don't cross with me. And every once in a while, Ronan still checks to see if that line's still there. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He still kind of nudging his toes over to that line. And I just I look at it and I'm like, don't fucking do it, man. Don't do it. You and I, yeah. we have a good relationship right now, and you're going to ruin that because you're going to yeah. because I'm going to react, and I'm telling you right now, you're not going to. It's not going to be a good reaction. You, you and I aren't going to sit down like those 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 fucking pussy ass parents that are like, now listen here, <laughs> listen here. I need you to understand. No, I'm going to grab you by their fucking arms, and I'm going to shake the shit out of you, and I'm going to scream in your face about an inch away from <laughs> you know, and then and then and then it's going to be a long time for both of us to recover from that traumatic experience. <laughs> so don't do I it. gotta tell you, I had it, and I know you know me raising you guys predominantly by myself. Yeah, up up to whenever, you know. Oh yeah, but it wasn't as hard as you might think because of you guys. Your guys until you, well, up until when you were like sixteen or so, and they got they got more challenging, yeah. difficult. Uh, but up until then, you guys were like really a joy to be around i i enjoyed traveling with you and it was really easy i mean from like from when you when you could talk like maybe five years old or so from then until when you were like 15 16 it was great you guys were respectful you you knew what the rules were you you and you pushed it a little bit but it wasn't a big deal i could take you to restaurants you didn't crawl all over shit and that yeah. guy, animals and it was pretty fucking cool it would that was made it to where i could get get through i gotta tell yeah. you i don't i don't know it's pretty cool so, yeah i uh I don't you know i don't know i mean like uh you know we we had this conversation and i don't i don't mind bringing it up i think more i think more people should do it i think there's a little bit of a stigma behind mental uh health and and getting you know i i started therapy a couple of weeks ago or last month personal therapy and i've been putting it off for probably the better part of geez, 15 years now. And, um, it's, it's something that I think everybody should do with a good therapist. There's a lot of bullshit people out there. You know, I was told stuff too. I, for me, I think it's easier for me to talk to a woman. That's, that's the mm. one part for me talking to a guy. There's always this kind of, um, it's not, yeah. and it's not a sexist thing. It's just a, as you know, talking with another guy, I think it'd be more of like, not a com- competition thing, but there is a little bit of like a machismo involved with men than there is. Yeah, with women. it is. It's, it's a natural kind of thing. I think, yeah. And then, know. but then I have this other fucking stigma and this is a little sexist and I hate to, I hate to say it, but I need to feel like the person I'm talking to is smarter than me. So mm-hmm. I, I need to find a female therapist that I think is smarter than me. And not that I don't think they exist because they, I know for a fact, there's a lot of women. My wife is smarter than me for Christ's sakes. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but she's not a therapist, <laughs> you know? So, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's been, a, it, it was hard fine. And I did find this, this lady and, uh, you know, she's, she's, you know, she was booked out for a year, you know? So I had to get on her late waiting list 
And I tell you, man, it was worth it because within the, the first fucking 20 minutes of being in there, there was just something in the air. I, I could feel like there was these, the doors opening and I was just like, oh You're shit. Peeling, peeling back the onion, right? And nothing yeah. even happened yet. There was no actual therapy happening yet. It was just this, the uh, genuine discussion. It, it was me telling my, my life in a very quick, because I, I, I had already figured out a lot of things about myself. But even though I figured them out, I didn't know how to deal with those things. You know what I mean? So I knew what yeah. was caught. And for me, I've always been a very big believer on, look, once, once you name your trauma, right? Once you figure out your trauma and you put, and you put a name to it and you put reasoning behind it, once, once you do that, it is no longer the person's fault that did that trauma to you, right? It's your responsibility now to correct your um, behavior that is negatively affected by that trauma, right? So when you, when it's, you know, an example, so, you know, you get shitty with somebody, right? Because this traumatic thing happened to you, it triggers you and makes you respond tra- shitty to somebody. With, and when that person usually does, has nothing to fucking do with the trauma that's there originally, mm-hmm. and then you, then, you know, and you don't know why you're acting that way. And then once you realize, yeah. okay, I react this way because of this thing that happened to me, usually when you're a child, right? Because uh, that's mm-hmm. when, usually that's when you're, human, you're starting to become a human being and those mm-hmm. events happen to you and it affects you for your fucking whole life. And then once you acknowledge that, it is now your responsibility to make that change in your behavior. Okay, I can see that this is causing this, how do I fix it? You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because, you know, I, I, I see so many people that are like, yeah, I'm like this because this person did oh, yeah, that, they blame blah, it. blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa. I said, okay, but that doesn't allow you to, to heal and to move on if you, if you just blame. Oh yeah. yeah right. Right. I mean, it's a, you know, I mean, I, I went through it with my, a little, with my father too. A little bit and and uh but you know i i came to terms with it pretty early pretty early on there um yeah. but but you know fortunately um i had a few about five years uh before he passed away he started hanging out with me and stuff like that. it was it was a good time because i kind of like yeah oh, that's that's him you know well, he that's what they say could. to you. In he was therapy. doing the best he could. That's what they he say to you in therapy. You can't. There, there's a. You can't. There's only a so much that you know about a person, right? And you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you told us that a lot for a long time growing up. It's something you figured out a long time. You you can't. You can't force what you expect out of somebody. Out of you can't force that out of them. You can't. No. You can't make them be something that they're. Want, you there. You can realize that. Okay. These are the things I'm going to get out of this relationship with this person, whether it be your parents or your siblings or your kids, right? Well, your kids are different because you're kind of helping mold them, but you know, your parents or your siblings, right? And you can kind of set an expectation that, you know what, I'm probably not going to get this out of that person. And so Mm -hmm. what's the point of me having all of this negative bullshit involved in it when I know I'm not going to get that out of that person? So, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to enjoy what I can get out of that person, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard one to learn. I got to tell you, it's uh, that when it comes to any relationship, all you can do is uh, ask for what you need. And if you, and if the answer is no, it's like, Oh, okay. You know I mean? So then you have a decision to make. You you get a decision to make. I'm either going to find this a different way. And I don't mean this in any other way other than uh, some people, you know, you know, if you're with a, your whether it's your brother or sister, if you're looking for respect on it, and you're like, okay, if you can't give me that, then I I can't I can't do this, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, same same with you know parents and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I I think that I think I really agree with you. I think everybody would benefit from that kind of introspection. However, I think that a lot of people are loath to uh, rather Jim Kirkish. Uh, yeah. I need my pain. I need my pain. That's who I am. <laughs> well, we well, know that. I Jim. think you know. I think that's. But... <laughs> it's weird. It's 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 a lot of your generation, really. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. generation, so much not not as much, but s- still has some pushback on the idea of therapy. 
but oh yeah good luck trying to get other people you've always been pretty open to it um the idea of you know mental health and understanding your mental health and anxiety and what's causing it and you know i think for you and i don't want to speak for you but i think that was just a lot of you having to figure it out by yourself yeah Uh, yeah yeah. i mean i remember you told me you know you were just like you know i I remember being a kid and feeling really fucking weird man i'm feeling really weird and you're, I remember, I remember the conversation with you. I can't remember anything else other than the conversation. And I might be paraphrasing, but you were like, yeah, I, I, I know exactly how you feel, man. I felt the same way, but you know what you have that I didn't have somebody like me to talk to about it. You're like, I didn't have yeah. anybody. I was just a kid. And I'm like, I'm feeling weird. And my grand and your, my, your grandfather, my dad would just be like, oh, stop being fucking weird, you know, or whatever it is he would say, you know, and. Yeah, like, worse, worse. It was worse. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was weird because I, I was, I had uh, anxiety and then depression when I was like eight or yeah. nine, uh, and I, I, I kept a hold of that. I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I mean, when you're that age, you don't know what. When you're, I'm like, is this the way? I, is this it? Is this mm-hmm. the way I am? Yeah, you told uh, me that you, what, your medical doctor was the first one to talk to you about Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And he was ahead of his time for back then because mm-hmm. uh, I'm fucking old. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but he, he, he knew anxiety when he heard it. Uh, but, but I went to my mom and she goes, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And, you know, she was, you know, she just didn't have a cookie. She acted like she didn't want to, she didn't want to, yeah, she didn't want to talk about it. And I said something to my dad and my dad's like, well, it makes feeling better. We've never had any insanity in our family. And I'm like, till now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, fucking freak me out, you know? And so I went to the family doctor. I told him about it. And he says, well, that's anxiety. It's, and he called it general anxiety. And uh, of course, at eight, nine years old, you weren't going to get anything for it. No. He wasn't going to prescribe anything. And And back then, not much safe existed to treat that they didn't really sure the late 1950s and early 1960s you know they thought it was just right after they put a straight act jacket on you you know so yeah yeah but but <laughs> i would say so i had to deal with that i mean i probably had steady pretty well i can't say that it you know how it comes and goes yeah and so but i i had to deal with that steadily until and so we we have those genes that if as long as we're staying busy that's probably yes. been a savior to you that we yes. don't really focus on it as much. It's still there. Yeah. It didn't it go nowhere, there. but yeah. we're, if we're, 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 our ADHD allows us to focus on something else other than that. It keeps me from fucking retiring. I tell you that. <laughs> ah, I'm so. going to, I'm going to stay working for a while, buddy, because <laughs> every time I start to relax a little bit, it just kind of goes. Yeah. Stuff. I'm she like, always. Oh, she always tells me, she's like, just last night, she was like, I'm like, because it was Sunday and I had a day off and I'm like, you know, I didn't get anything done today, man. Like, I, there was so much I wanted to do and I just feel like I just wasted my fucking day. She's like, good, good. It's called relaxing, you know, because she always <laughs> makes fun of me because I don't yeah. know. She's like, the, long, the longest yeah. you've ever sat there and maybe 15 minutes and then I can feel you. I can feel your legs start going and I can feel you start getting antsy and, and, and just like... Yeah fucking i can't do it man i start sitting okay with my thoughts listen too long. you know what talkers uh my wife and your wife are <laughs> but they need to talk they need to get together and, yeah. and compare notes because Lori can give her some insight about what's going on in you from her experience with me for real because yeah. it took a long time before when, when i was going to georgia and there was things that i just learned to do to where i could relax and as Lori says you know when i go up there i start cutting bushes down and I walk around and I fiddle with stuff and, but I, I, it's relaxing for me, you know? Yeah. And then periodically I, I physically wear myself out and then I go, I'm able to lay in the hammock and enjoy the cool breeze or something like that. That's what it takes for me. And of course, Lori, she's always told people and she goes, she sits up on the porch while I'm doing that stuff. And she says, ah, I could watch him work all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good with that. I'm really, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. So, because some some people aren't, they're like, "Why aren't you spending time with me?" You know, or yeah. not that that I shouldn't say it like that. They they you know they want constant stimulation from their partner or something. And Lori's like, she's cool. She's like, he's happy out there. I'm happy. Well, I mean, that takes a. They call that a. Uh, uh, what do they call that? There, if you if you're into couples therapy and stuff like that, they call that. Uh, there are different 
uh, what was the word? Attachment theories is what it's called. Oh, really? So mm. there are, you know, secure, I forgot what they are called. I'm paraphrasing here, but one secure, one's, de- uh, basically there, there are people that are, that need to be, that have, do everything an- together. They're all like the time. anxious, secure relationships. They're anxious, you know, oh. whatever the word distant is. Like me, I'm detached. I have a hard time connecting with my significant others, you know, or other. I'm, I'm using this as an example from my previous relationships too. I, I, I'm detached, you know, but I, so there's like, there's all these, you know, it's called attachment theory. You could look it up. It's, it's actually really, really cool when it comes to like relationships. And some of the most successful relationships are secure um, relationships where they're both secure either, you know, like as long as the word secure is in that one attachment theory part right, of it, right. they're, they can coexist and cohabitat, you know? Um, well, I think the good news, if, if I'm any example, the good news is, is that you, it's a learned behavior. I don't well, that's think, what I they try to say. It, yeah. That, uh, well, most, it is, it is yeah. because if, for me, um, and I admit this in my two previous marriages, mm-hmm. uh, I always ran on this issue, this, you know, as much as they, people would let me, uh, and your mom and I weren't very, for very long, but I was like, okay, we're married. Everything's cool. Okay. I'm cool. I feel good. So you feel good. Uh, I'm going to work too, you know? And then I come home, Hey honey, you know, everything great. And you know, now, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I feel good. And, Why don't and, you feel good? <laughs> uh, okay. And, and I would be puzzled. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I wasn't being evil or anything. I don't think I was just being stupid. I guess I was just like, oh, w- w- what could possibly? It's be not wrong? stupid. It's just <laughs> ignorant to not. And I mean that yeah. in the true form of the word. Oh, ignorant, I know. Not, yeah, just just not knowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and you yeah. just didn't know what. But but I didn't. I didn't know. I wasn't mature enough to to check in. We didn't have a frontal lobe uh, yet. You couldn't have that. <laughs> Nobody no, has that foresight. Yeah, I know. I didn't. I just, I just, I just had massive shoulders and big arms. <laughs> Who needs a frontal lobe when I have arms Who like this? Who needs a frontal lobe? I've got these guns. Ow. I got cramp. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, but Lori, Lori uh, allowed me to, I don't know, or I think I finally got to the point too, although she contributed to that, helping me learn, but was that, just to check in. And then what happened was, is Lori is so quiet. Yeah. I was constantly like, hey, uh, we good? Everything? Yeah. What's yeah. going on? Hey, how are you doing? She, she caught, and she wasn't doing it on purpose. That's just her. Yeah. And I, so I think Steph's like that. And so, so it causes you to kind of go, you're being kind of quiet. Did I, did I fuck up? Yeah. I, I never just, know. I, mean, I never know. Right I out of the gate. I don't, I, it's yeah. going to take me some time. We're, we're learning each other's love language, but. We speak a totally different language, man. And uh, it's been, you know, it's had its ups and downs. Uh, you know, like, like we, we, we learn stuff. What the hardest part about it is, is util- we've learned some skills through couples therapy and stuff like that. The hardest cool. part of that is applying those skills that you learn versus the habit that you have, right? You have this like inherent habit, especially me. I mean, I'm 45 next year. And I've done things a very particular way for a really long time. You know, yeah. breaking that mold is so hard. And it's yeah. not impossible, and, but it's hard. And with us, when you go through the, these things uh, with other relationships, we, you'll see people, they, people will do something or they'll go through behaviors. And to you now, that means this. Yeah. You're like, okay, uh, you know, she didn't, she didn't, she was off shopping. So that means she's out screwing around you know, yeah. or whatever, you know, like this. And so, so you're kind of waiting, you know what I mean? So it can be all kinds of stuff like that, that you, you have to go like, dude, this is not the same person. Everybody yeah. doesn't act like, I like that. So it's, well, it is tough. It's a challenge, but, but you know what, Lori and I kind of, well, we do, we do agree on a lot of things, but one is that the relationship she's important to me really important to me and i'm important to her but it's the relationship yeah. that that that's really important to us so we're uh well that's i think that's you know and it's I think important we're to Steph and it. i too we're only 20 we're only, we're only 25 years in but hey man I you never I, I hope you guys do uh, I never, because you never, you never know, know man fucking 
Never uh, I had a couple come in and I always tell it's a curse, man. Don't fucking get your spouse's name tattooed on you. I don't care how long you've been fucking married, dude. <laughs> I don't care. You can tell me you've been married 30 years. You're going you're to be in here two years later and I'm going to be covering up that fucking name, man. Don't yeah, do, yeah. It. Don't yeah, do don't it. Don't do it. Don't get do some, it. Get her favorite flower tattooed on you. Get, get a fucking song quote that she loves. Do not fucking tattoo their name on each other. That's like a such a possessive fucking shitty thing to do, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like ownership, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it, it yeah, really it's like, is. I gotta, the, the money you're going to spend me, why don't you go buy her something, please? Yeah, oh, yeah. Get something nice. Or get a tattoo. Get something I nice. mean, get a tattoo. I'm going to push you to get a tattoo because that's my livelihood. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. before we, before Just we something end, different. Before we end here, you got to check out a show. This is, this is what Nick's been watching. I tell you uh -huh. what, man. I, I don't know if you saw it. I tagged you in it the other day. It was like this little yellow dude with a big nose cartoon. Oh, yeah. What is that? And uh, it's called Smiling Friends, dude. And they're only 10 to 12 minute episodes. It's on Max. Do you have Max? Yeah. Just go on Max and look up Smiling Friends. Oh, my God. It is so... It's adult humor. They're, they're adult cartoons. There's cussing and stuff like that and gratuitous violence and stuff. It's hilarious. But And they're really parochial drawings. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Really but that is so fucking funny. I don't laugh so hard as I do watching... That twelve-minute little episode, man, that they got on there. I, it just, it, it is right up your alley with the humor. Check it out. It's called Smiling Friends, man. It's so fucking funny, dude. Very it is cool, so funny. Very it cool. is funny. I can't wait. Yeah, check it out. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's not serious. It's just stupid humor, but it's like our kind of humor. Like there's That's this cool. one of the first episodes. One of the guys that work in the office with him. He's like going in this hole, following this supposed rat that stole his cheese. And there's this guy on the computer in the, in the wall. He's like trying to cover up his computer. And he's like, what, what are you doing in here? He's like, what do you mean? What am I doing? You, you're, you're coming into my home. He's like, this is my work. I don't even think you're supposed to be in here. He's like, who are you to tell me? He's like, you know what? I don't even, I don't even got time for this right now. <laughs> it's just like, like I'm paraphrasing. It's, it's the, but it's just so, for so stupid it is, the little drawings and the humor. It is such rich humor like it's so rich yeah. in character and humor yeah. i think you i think you'd love it very cool very you may cool. hate it i don't know <laughs> i will what, what, what's the name of it again smiling friends okay smiling friends you all this okay yes you're yes. gonna get you're gonna get dozens you'll get a bill of people watching you now you're gonna be a whole dozen <laughs> maybe a whole dozen uh, dozens more dozens all right well, it's good talking to you man uh that good. was that was good times on uh our christmas party what are you guys gonna do for actual christmas uh we'll probably have Any a karaoke plans? party up here neil's gonna be out of town so we'll, we'll see what we do you know we might do a karaoke, oh, karaoke party, karaoke party huh? yeah it'll be probably like the week of or mm. whatever i don't have ronin so hey you know. will you uh I, i'm i'm hunting that jeep that i sent you yeah uh, yeah what day are you doing that by the way people i'm i've been uh in love with these 1947 Willie's Jeep pickup trucks. And so I think I found one uh, there in Kissimmee. It, I would suggest I a new paint job on it. I don't know about that teal color, but. That's a turd <laughs> color there, buddy. Oh, I'm painting that. But for, for first thing. <laughs> get it sandblasted, thing. though. Get it. Don't just paint over it. Get it sandblasted. No, 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 no. I don't want to ever off. see that paint again. That paint's coming off, man. <laughs> I don't care if the metal get comes it, off. Give too, it a man. dip. I want to dip. I'm going to give that. it a dip. Yeah. It. You'll see how much body work is done on it, at least, you know. If no, it, if I want that original Jeep dark green oh that army green color yeah yeah i want that man that's what i want that, that uh that uh, the, uh, the the korean so, the korean green the, the yeah, korean, yeah. korean war green the mask it's green. a facebook thing so i'm kind of i'm kind of trying to figure out if the guy's a real guy and i think it is because like you can always go uh, you can always tell because they're like oh give me Give me your Zoll information. Give me your Zoll information. If, if, if that's what they're going after, that's a fucking scam. What, what the fuck is that? What? The what? They want your digital bank information. That's what they oh, want. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. That's how I you know it's a scam. That. Yeah, for, e no, I told the guy, I said, I mean, what I told the guy, I told the guy, I said, uh, uh, we went back and forth and I asked him some questions. He says, yeah, yeah, it's this and that and this and that. And uh, the more I would ask them, the more he was like, oh, this is somebody who's really interested. Yeah. I said, look, I said, here's how interested I am. I, I want to come see it, but I will bring a check with me, a cashier's check, mm -hmm. for a full amount that you want. And if it's if it's what I want, I will give you that. Yeah. So yeah, no bullshit. Don't, where, don't fucking horseshit. So where? Me. It's just, so where is it? Yeah, exactly. I haven't heard back. I haven't heard back from him. So I'm like, no? eh, fuck. Oh, uh, so, well, but but he may I may be doing he may be doing. Well, if you else. do go, I mean, it's only 25 minutes from me. So let me go with you. So at least you're not going to this place by yourself or whatever. You know. Yeah, I googled the guy and I got his address and shit. So okay. 
Yeah, you never know with this so. shit, you know. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, I haven't been doing it like that, yeah. All right, bud. Well, I think, All right, I think, should we do one more episode before Christmas, or should we do like a Christmas episode and then call well, it yeah, a what are, season What are we working finale? on here? This is the 11th? Is this the 11th? Yeah. Uh-huh. We could do one next week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be around next week. Next week, yeah. Yeah, let's do one next week, and we can do uh, do something about Christmas. How about that? Yeah, yeah. No, that'll be the, the year-end episode there. We didn't have as many episodes this year, but, you know, we'll, we'll pick it back up next year yep. for season right. five. All right, everybody. Uh, that was our uh, self-analysis uh, part of the uh, show. So, yeah, yeah. Go look at anyway. yourself in the mirror and and judge yourself go in a good look. way, not a bad way. Hard look, man. Hard look. You know, t- yep. there's and a difference be- between feeling bad and taking responsibility, and and feeling good and taking responsibility, like like owning the, the mistakes you've done in your life, but still understanding yeah. why you made those mistakes or whatever. You know, don't beat yeah. yourself up, but also reflect. I think yeah, reflection's reflect. good. And go out there and do something good for somebody. Yeah, that's probably Christmas better, season. You want to give better. a gift to somebody? I got a gift you can do. Total strangers. Just find somebody who needs some help. Give them some help. Yeah. Costs you nothing. Costs you nothing. Time. Help a somebody bit of fix time. something. A little bit of time. That's all it Yeah, costs you. your time. That's all we got. And that's all we got here on the planet. A little time. Yeah. All right? All right, Peace. Bye.